Hi, I'm Sonia, overworked and underground due to Russian computer hacking. Yet they'll never find me, and until then, they can enjoy these lovely tunes. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Let me just put this hammer down. Thank you very much, Sonia. This is great to be back. It's high summer. Almost the middle of the summer. Not quite. And I said I wouldn't have a summer show this year. And here I am, Sid Griffin. You're riffing with Griffin. And we're going to have a summer show. Go figure that one. We're going to start off with one of Sonia's favorites. The four freshmen were key influences on Brian Wilson's Beach Boy Harmony Sound. Along with the high lows, the four freshmen had a lot of hits. Back in the 50s and early 1960s, they were very popular, like the high lows of the Letterman, with sort of a supper club sound, the kind of thing that Brian's mother and father would have been comfortable with. And Brian, who would have liked some of the songs, if not all the songs, and would have liked all the harmonies without question, learned a lot from the four freshmen. On this song, Graduation Day, he learned so much that the Beach Boys themselves covered it in 1963. Let's start this summer extravaganza with the four freshmen doing a Brian Wilson favorite, Graduation Day. It's a time for joy, a time for tears, a time we'll treasure through the The senior prom we danced till three, and then you gave your heart to me. We'll remember always graduation day. Though we can face tomorrow Knowing we'll never walk alone When the ivy walls are far behind No matter where our paths may wind We'll remember can face tomorrow Knowing we'll never walk alone When the ivy walls are far behind No matter where our paths may Day. We'll remember 
remember always graduation day. You can hear why Brian Wilson would love something like that. That's got to be one of Brother Brian's big influences. The other great influence of Brother Brian isn't just the beach, of course. It's the Chuck Berry or any pounding electric guitar. Let me talk about a group called the Gamblers. The Gamblers were an amazing Southern California surf group. I like the instrumental surf groups a lot. Now, the Gamblers also sang. They existed from 59 to about 61. And in their lineup at one time or another, they're centered around Derry Weaver, who was a singer and a guitarist. But at one time or another, the lineup was actually Weaver on on this blistering lead guitar that you're going to hear in a minute. Bruce Johnson, yes, the same guy that went on to the Beach Boys on piano. Elliot Engber on rhythm guitar, who went on to the Mothers of Invention. Larry Taylor on bass guitar, who of course went on to Canned Heat and even played bass on some Monkey Sessions. How about that? A guy in Canned Heat playing bass on Monkey Sessions. And the great Sandy Nelson, as in let their you know Teen Beat, sorry Teen Beat, Sandy Nelson on drums. Top that. That was the Gamblers at one point. Now, in 1961, they, they recorded Moondog around 59, which the Beach Boys put on their very first albums. Then after that, they recorded a song that has a rather unbelievable title called LSD 25. Now, what happened is Weaver and Taylor had read about uh, psychedelic drugs in a magazine. They just thought that LSD 25 would make a good name for a surf instrumental. It's like Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. They'd have an instrumental and they'd call it something crazy like Tombstone Junction, which is one of Bill's instrumentals. Or he had another instrumental he called Land of Lincoln. Well, it's sort of the same thing with surf music. When you've got an instrumental, you can call it almost anything. Now, two of the guys had read about hallucinogenic drugs in a magazine and thought LSD-25 would be a good name for, for a surf instrumental. Now, the thing about it was, is they didn't hadn't experienced LSD at the time. It wasn't anything that the mass of the population knew anything about. Yes, the CIA was experimenting with it as late as the, as early as the 19, late 1940s, but nobody in the popular culture knew what acid or anything was going to be at that time. So to record collectors like myself, when we started going back and buying all these old surf instrumental singles. People went nuts for LSD-25. They go, ooh, it's the psychedelic record. But it, it's only the title. The band did, knew nothing of psychedelic, psychedelic experiences at the time. They knew absolutely nothing. So here it is. A blistering song by the Gamblers, the other half of the Brian Wilson sound. And it's a great guitar part if you want to learn it. But it's called, curiously enough, LSD-25. <laughs>
sounds like a rather typical R&B track, but it's actually The Gamblers, a Southern California surf group with a lot of notables in it. And it's a song rather unbelievably titled LSD-25. Beach Boys, I was talking about the other side of their sound being guitar and the other flip of the coin being harmonies. This is the Beach Boys in 1967, a new release from 1967. They were rehearsing in the studio to go out on the road. Brian got the guys down around the microphone about four and a half years after they originally cut it and had them rehearse an acapella version of Surfer Girl. 1967, the year they didn't go to the Monterey Pop Festival because they were afraid they'd appear old-fashioned. And boy, did that put a kibosh in their career in America by not showing up at that festival. Anyway, these are the guys rehearsing for a tour in the autumn of 1967, all around the microphone, doing his classic Surfer Girl. Fantastic. The Beach Boys, late 1967. What else was going on in 1967? Well, Gene Clark was trying to record a follow-up to his first album, first solo album after leading the birds, called Gene Clark with the Gosden Brothers. It wasn't a well-received album. A lot of people didn't know about it till much later, like me. And so he's trying to record a follow-up. He recorded this song, Backstreet Mirror, which I heard later uh, sung by David Hemmings. The exact same backing track on an album by David Hemmings, the late actor who was in Blow Up on an album called David Hemmings Happens. But here's Gene's vocal take, 1967, around the same time as that Beach Boys thing we just heard. Caught up by a smoke-filled room Full of thin 
Grim bells of Lina. 
Gene Clark's Backstreet Mirror before that, and Gene Clark, of course, sang in the Bells of Rimney on the Birds' first album, Mr. Tambourine Man. Now, Jake Xerxes Fussell, and yes, that is his real name, and it's pronounced Fussell. It's spelt with an F. It's not Russell. Jake Xerxes Fussell is an American artist. He looks a bit like Ron Sexsmith. He's he's young, he's groovy, he's hip. Sam Epstein and the L.A. Hollywood West Side of L.A. crowd turned me on to him. It's from his album, What in the Natural World, February 2017. And you know I'm going to say it, so here it is. Jake, the town in Wales is Rumney. Don't listen to how the birds sing it. Don't listen to how Pete Singer sings it. There is no town called Rimney. The town is called Rumney. Anyway, it's a great version of a great song. Moving on, my buddy Dan Stewart, a man who never mispronounces anything. Dan Stewart's let me come up on stage and play a lot of mandolin with him the last few times I've seen him in Italy in London. Where was the other place? Was it Spain? Yeah, Spain. I played with him in Spain. So anyway, this is from a 2012 album of my friend Dan Stewart's. He was the lead singer in Green on Red. This is a song called Gap Tooth Girl. It's from his album, The Deliverance of Marlo Billings. Sometimes you just gotta open up the door and walk outside. Downtown towards the commotion We all feel inside Maybe she's sitting in a cute cafe Keeping the guys at bay And I'm looking through this world For a gap-toothed girl Gonna make her mind today Sometimes you just gotta open up your heart And look inside 
emotion we always want to hide Maybe she's skipping on down the street Dancing her troubles away And I'm looking through this world for a captive girl Gonna make her mind too Ex-lead singer of Green on Red from his album The Deliverance of Marlo Billings. I've been playing a lot of mandolin with him lately, as I said. I really dig it. That's Gaptooth Girl, as I said. I like it when Dan does sort of a more up-tempo, melodic, poppy kind of sound. I think it's something he should explore more. Although I must say, I got no real complaint with anything Dan Stewart does. He's really on a roll, artistically speaking. And yes, check out his writing, his prose. He's quite a writer, quite an author. This next song's kind of a sad one. Uh... When I was a college student, I became very much under the spell of the Allman Brothers Band, the original lineup with Dwayne Allman. This is back at the University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina in, say, 1973 to 1975 or 6. And I saw the Allmans, I actually saw the Allmans right after Dwayne died, their first tour. I, I had tickets to see the original lineup, and of course he died. They canceled some shows. They finally got back going. So I saw the lineup with the late Barry Oakley because they were dropping like flies back in the day. Anyway, we did a gig. The Longriders did a gig in April at the chapel in San Francisco and Chris Robinson of the Black Crows and now the Chris Robinson Brotherhood got up and sang a song with us, sang uh, Dynamite Woman by the Sir Douglas Quintet. And we all had a big chat backstage about how great Greg Allman's singing was, how important that was to the Allman Brothers Band. Next thing you know, just a, God, a few weeks later, Greg Allman died. Here is... A wonderful Allman Brothers live song, live from AR Studios in New York City. It was recorded August 16th, 1971. Listen to how he delivers the, the, the Chess Records classic, Trouble No More. You listen to Greg Allman, a white Southern boy, and there is no black face in his vocal delivery whatsoever. It's just a beautiful version of a rockin' song, and you believe the pain and the hoarseness and the spirit and the fight in Greg Allman's voice. It's, it's, it's just incredible. The Allman Brothers Band, this is for you, Greg Allman. Trouble no more in your life. Someday, the sun. 
Girl! 
should and could record a song called Girls in Their Summer Clothes for a summer-themed radio show. It's the boss, the pride of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen. That's from his 2007 album Magic, produced by Brendan O'Brien. Now, the link there with Greg Allman is perhaps a thin, tenuous one, but I like it anyway. Brendan O'Brien was born in Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, the Allman Brothers are known as a Georgia band. That's the late Greg Allman. And then we followed up with Bruce Springsteen on an album produced by Brendan O'Brien. Now, Brendan O'Brien was considered a bit of a controversial choice for producer, for the boss. Why, you say? Well, think about it. The boss, right? Springsteen, his sound. E Street Band, yada, yada, yada. Brendan O'Brien was more of an indie, hard rocking kind of guy because he'd... Uh, Produced acts and engineered for acts like Stone Temple Pilots, Mastodon, ACDC, Incubus, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers. He used to do a lot of gigs with the Longriders back in the day. Rage Against the Machine, Auto Slave. Yes, Bob Dylan and Neil Young he did some work with, but also, and the, the Black Crows, another thing about with the aforementioned Chris Robinson, but also Kansas, Aerosmith, Soundgarden, The Offspring, Corn, Gaslight Anthem, The Killers, My Chemical Romance, King's Cross, The Band, not The Train Station. He'd worked with all of them. 
And I wondered when Springsteen picked him, because it is, as my friend Kevin Stokes of Southern Still says, a very compressed record. It's It sounds weird. Although the performances of the songs are great, and I want to remind myself to publicly thank my friend John Barnes out there in Arizona for, for getting me, out there in New Mexico, for getting me to check out Magic again. It's a terrific Springsteen album. John Barnes has seen Springsteen play, I think, 62 or 63 times, so he ought to know. Next up. New Orleans, Louisiana, a summertime hit from 1970, but only in New Orleans because it was on his own label. Yes, before the indie thing kicked off in 1976-77, sure, we had indie labels a go-go in America. It was no big deal there. On his own Bo-Sound label, that's B-O-Sound label, the great Eddie Bo, last name B-O, not B-E-A-U, the great Eddie Bo had this song. with uh, It's called Check Your Bucket, a favorite, I know for a fact, of the late Willie DeVille, the only conversation I had with the late Willie DeVille of that band, Mink DeVille. This is Eddie Bo doing Check Your Bucket. New Orleans people, Eunice, Louisiana, everybody in Baton Rouge, get ready to dance. Tell me, tell me, is your bucket got a hole in it? 
Funkiest sound west of Augusta, GA, and James Brown. Eddie Bo doing Check Your Bucket, a regional hit in the New Orleans area, summer 1970. You know, I love the birds. We're going to talk about the birds. We're going to play two songs in a row right here. Let's kick into the new Kentucky Colonels doing Soldiers Joy and Black Mountain Rag, and I'll tell you what's going on after two songs in a row.
Okay, we started off with Soldier's Joy, Black Mountain Rag by the New Kentucky Colonels. That is a medley that Clarence White played over and over again with the birds when he was in the birds from, say, what was it? He was in the birds, I think he joined August 68, and he was there till they, they broke up in the early 1970s. So that is actually from the New Kentucky Colonels album, Live in Sweden, 73. What happened was the birds broke up, so McGuinn and company could do the reunion album. Uh, Clarence White, the late, great Clarence White, went off with my friend, his brother, the great mandolinist Roland White, and they toured in Europe, funny enough. The reason I bring this up is there's a new book out called Birds, B-Y-R-D-S, colon, Requiem for the Timeless, Volume 2. Yes, Volume 2. Subtitled, The Life's the Lives and Tragic Deaths of Gene Clark, Michael Clark, Kevin Kelly, Graham Parsons, Skip Batman, ta-da, Clarence White. So what it is, is the six deceased birds each get more or less a book in one great volume. I mean, listen to this. This is a huge book. Let me see how many pages Rogan's written this time. This is... 1,248 pages. So this is volume two, because volume one came out a few years ago. And this is volume two. Volume one's the history of the band. But this volume two of Birds, Requiem for the Timeless, is basically the obituaries, lengthy obituaries of the six members of the Birds who are deceased as of this point. After that song, Soldier's Joy, Black Mountain Rag, we heard East Tennessee Blues by Bobby Osborne and Jesse Reynolds, neither of whom were in the Birds. That was from their album, Masters of the Mandolin, uh, 2001 album on the Pinecastle label. But Roland White on mandolin, uh, not the late Clarence White, of course, I never got to meet him, the, the brilliant man who Johnny Rogan writes about so wonderfully in this this Birds book, Requiem for the Timeless, Volume 2. But but Roland White, Bobby Osborne, and Jesse McReynolds are all three genius mandolin players. They've all three given me mandolin lessons at mandolin camps. If you like bluegrass mandolin, and God knows I do, that leads me to a plug for Mike Compton's wonderful Bill Monroe Mandolin Camp, September 13th through 17th in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bill Monroe Mandolin Camp, September 13th through 17th in Nashville, Tennessee. Google that. You can go to Nashville and Compton or Jesse McReynolds or maybe it's Roland White this year or Skip Gorman or Bobby Osborne. I don't know who they're going to have this year, but they give lessons in, uh, and they also have banjo and fiddle lessons as well, ladies and gents. We got to wrap this up. There's a couple more songs to go. It's a summer themed thing and you got to have something lighthearted when it's summer. It's, it's, it's a popsicle, warm, sunny kind of suntan theme. This is a, a band from, believe it or not, Sweden. And why you say, what's the big deal? Aber from Sweden. Yeah, so is this band. And the name of them? I'm from Barcelona. Yeah, the name of the band. I'm from Barcelona. I have built a tree house. I have built a tree house. Nobody can see us. It's a you and me house. I have built a tree house. I have built a tree house. Nobody can see us. Cause it's a you and me house. Climbing rocks and stones Been collecting broken bones I've been swimming across the lakes Just to find this perfect place 
Let's make our own paradise Spice up the humdrum of life Put a flower in our hair Go naked Run wild and free to the sea Pretend we're in Hawaii Even though it's just Bognery Jess Grasskirts are in Have a fling Why not hoorah tonight Fly a kite Read the Kama Sutra Anything nice Do it twice Let's make our own So we heard two in a row. Ooh, that was nice. Treehouse is the name of the song we heard from the band I'm From Barcelona. It's from their album that came out in 2006 called Let Me Introduce My Friends. There are 28 band members in I'm From Barcelona, although it's fluid. I'm sure they do gigs and there's 22 people there sometimes and not the same as the 28. They're Swedish. That's from their very first LP. They have six albums out now. Treehouse is such a great song just so great oh the band name is their uh, tip of the hat to manuel the waiter on faulty towers who kept saying i'm from barcelona to john cleese i'm not kidding i'm not kidding paradise as we just heard the last song of the night or the day if you're listening in the daytime that's lorraine bowen it's from her most recent album suburban exotica lorraine bowen is a london south of england based eccentric almost a bet midler kind of figure she's a humorist 
She's witty. She writes great songs. She's a brilliant singer. She plays wonderful keyboard. She's given singing lessons to so many of my friends. I think Billy Bragg's taken singing lessons from her. And that sax, that wonderful sax solos by Charlotte Glasson, who I know nothing about, but I'm going to find something about young Charlotte because that was a terrific sax solo. So check out Lorraine Bowen if you're ever in London, England, looking for something to do. She'll be in timeout listed. She plays fairly frequently. And check her out, you know, Brighton or Hove or folks or Dover. She's around that kind of the neck of the woods. A terrific, terrific artist. That's our show, a summer show, which I said I wouldn't do. I've, I've had to restrain myself to not play any Jan and Dean and not to play this and not to play that. But, you know, come on. You know it's been good. You've been riffing with Griffin. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, Sonia, and our wonderful engineer, Kevin Stokes. We've got to go. We'll be back sooner rather than later. I hear the theme coming up behind me. It's like a train coming down the tracks. Ladies and gentlemen, love and mercy to you all. Come see my beloved Cole Porter's C-O-A-L Place in Bluegrass. Come see the Long Riders next year. Love, love, love to you all. God bless and good night and good day. Bye-bye.